Who am I? Why am I here? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I shall not seek and I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. Tear down this wall. And the wall just got 10 feet taller. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. From the fourth floor of the CC building in Bethel University, it's Election Shock Therapy Semi-Live Edition. Woohoo! Super Tuesday! Super Tuesday! Tuesday, so Tuesday, super. Tuesday! <laughs> we love Tuesday. We do love Tuesday. Oh. Guys, 14 states and American Samoa. We see you, <laughs> Samoans. Yeah. Are voting right now. Polls are closing in a few places. Polls have already closed in several places. We're going to get to some of the uh, uh, results that have already been called. Mm-hmm. But first... We got a flashback here a little bit. We got a lost style. Do a little bit of a, a, a look backwards and mm-hmm. um, talk about. We're gonna talk. We're gonna kind of just update you through the night here with a few with a few check ins. But right now, we want to talk about who is not part of the conversation anymore. Since we last podcasted with you, we've had three different candidates drop out of the race. Yeah, um, Doctor Kukum, who is no longer interested in being president. Well, the uh, first <laughs> candidate to bite the dust over the weekend was um, uh, Mr. Steyer, um, who mm-hmm. actually announced that he was ending his campaign before we even had all the results in from South Carolina. He had um, had enough. He had had enough. Uh, he had spent his his millions and decided that <laughs> since he really didn't make any. Um, he was sort of a distant third in South Carolina that it is not worth continuing onward. Uh, you're motioning at me, Chris. All right. So, and then uh, after that, we had. <laughs> behind, behind the scenes, that was me trying to communicate with the other people on the podcast. Ooh. <laughs> well, uh, anyone else is free to jump in whenever they want. Uh, None but, of them also know what his hand motions mean, but it's okay. <laughs> um, and then we had uh, uh, Mayor Pete uh, drop out um, on Sunday afternoon. And um, then we had a sort of a last minute dropout. Um, our um, local senator, Amy Klobuchar, dropped yeah. out uh, yesterday. I believe Can you it was put in, in a morning. sad music sound effect for us, Sam? <laughs> na, na, na. And so uh, that leaves, obviously, we have Biden and Sanders, um, who um, are really going to be the chief competitors for tonight. Um, but we also have Warren and Michael Bloomberg, um, who are going to be. And Tulsi. Uh, and Tulsi Gabbard, <laughs> um, who might get one or two votes from the Somewhere. tonight. Um, so, but really, nationally, <laughs> yeah. but uh, really, at this point, it's it's a question of you know how well do Biden um, yeah. and Sanders do relative to each other, and then right. how much support um, are Warren and Bloomberg going to be able to get, or do we see people peeling off from them to support one of the two sort of main yep. candidates at this point? That's what we need to be looking at tonight. Let me just go ahead and say real quick here, from a mathematical perspective. It would be easy to say that because um, Klobuchar and Buttigieg dropped out of the race, that that's a clear advantage to Joe Biden. And that's probably some truth to that. Mm -hmm. However, Mm -hmm. keep in mind that the math is somewhat complicated in the Democratic primaries. Candidates have to get over 15 percent. But once they get over 15 percent of votes in a particular state, then they begin to accrue de- delegates who have been apportioned by the amount of the vote that they're right. getting. So this will help Biden, especially in places where he was hovering around 15%, right. and right. he will then start to pick up more delegates. But it could also some of, the, some of their voters might be going to mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders or, or Michael Bloomberg as well. Right. right. It also help, helps him because he got endorsed, I think, by, by Buttigieg and Klobuchar. So that's probably helpful. 
Um, but it is, yeah. I mean, in some ways, this makes it fewer. There are fewer candidates, and therefore, more of them are going to actually find it easier to hit the proportion. That could mean the votes get spread out more. Um, mm-hmm. So d- we'll see. It'll be an interesting night. Now, guys, we're pleased to be joined by another uh, guest tonight, and I want to introduce um, Kelsey. Uh, you are here to join us for both the viewing of the results and um, uh, and some analysis too. So, what are you looking for tonight? <laughs> Um, I guess I'm kind of looking for a little bit of what you said of who is taking kind of like those outside leftover votes um, and just who is looking like they are um, if yeah 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 it'll be, it'll be interesting to see I mean I think um, you know the other thing that's weird about this we should note from our last podcast is you know we once again have shown that we're not very good pre- at predicting things <laughs> I mean you remember that we we did predict, I'll, I'll sort of bring this up here, but we did predict like, oh, probably no one's going to drop before Super Tuesday. If somebody does, it would be Joe could. Biden. If he, you know, does terribly in South Carolina, he did not do terribly. He did really well. Um, and that seems to have motivated candidates like Buttigieg and Klobuchar to say, look, there's no path for me. They're clearly, you know, clearly the party's consolidating behind Biden. And so, you know, let's get out and make way for him because they clearly prefer him um, to Bernie Sanders. And I think they, they increasingly see it as it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, interesting. I, I don't think any of us saw Biden winning by that amount. I think we thought Biden would win, but I thought it would be closer to the, you know, five to ten point range. And instead he won by almost 30, which was a big, big victory. And this creates some some interesting media stakes, too, because yep. uh, these three candidates, especially Buttigieg and Klobuchar, dropped mm-hmm. so close to Super Tuesday. Right. We don't have a lot of polling in the field that shows how mm-hmm. that drop affects people's public yep. opinions. So we're going to find out with the votes. Yep. And it could be that Sanders comes out of this with a pretty decent lead and still looks like he has yep. a sizable advantage over yep. Biden. Or Biden could actually flip it and could really return as the yep. front runner by the end of Super Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's weird, too, is, I mean, like this means the, these candidates are still on the ballot, right? And so this morning I did vote in the mm-hmm. primary, right? And, you know, the, the Democratic farmer labor ballot still had like something like 10, 11 candidates on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, people like Marianne Williamson, Cory Booker, they're still on there. <laughs> in addition to, of course, Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, and Tom Steyer. So, which I mean, raises you get the on question, there, by the way. But, but there's a lot of these people who aren't actually active candidates. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. for low information voters who may not be aware yeah. that Cory Booker dropped or yeah. left the race, he'll get some votes. He might get some votes. Yeah. He'll get more than zero. Mm-hmm. Right. So that'll be. Yeah, it's that's another interesting little side factor mm-hmm. because ballots are actually printed, right? And you have to print them ahead of time. So um, you can't just like uh, update them the day of. This is not a Google spreadsheet or form. Right. Well, guys, um, any thoughts before we embark on wa- a little bit more watching here? Um, well, we should note uh, at the time of um, this recording um, that nearly all of the votes are in from the state of Virginia uh, that have been counted. Um, it looks like uh, Biden is coming in with 54% and Sanders 23% and Warren at a distant 11%. Which means um, she's not going to get delegates at that point. Probably not, right. um, or most certainly not. Um, so um, Biden uh, looks is actually slightly overperforming his polls um, yeah. in the state of Virginia. Yeah. They had uh, the 538 sort of simulations. Um, the model had basically estimated that Biden would receive 51% of the vote in the state of Virginia. And it looks like that um, he's going to overperform that by um, about three percentage points. And um, other data um, that's rolling in shows that Biden has done quite well with whites um, in the state of Virginia mm-hmm. and also across all education levels. So it'll be interesting to see if that pattern holds um, in some of the other southern states throughout the night. 
Yep. All right. When we get back, we'll check in with some other state results and we'll start to speculate about how this shapes up for the structure of the Democratic Party heading into the 2020 elections. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a bit. 